what is your identity? What is your identity? I asked the dog lying there near my feet on the cool floor. It was in the 90s today, so Dewey spent most of his time with me in my office on the first floor, the coolest room in the house. I took him to swim at Horseshoe Bend on the Huntington River. The water was much colder than the cool floor of my office, though it was not as cold as it was swimming in Lake McDonald at Glacier National Park last year. What is your identity? I repeat the question. He cocks his head as if I'd asked, want to go to the country? Dewey is an insecure dog. He is not so certain of his identity. Years ago, my yellow lab Tommy was very sure. Whenever I asked him, what is your identity? He'd drop the frisbee into my waiting hand or jump out into the lake to bring back the stick I'd just thrown out there. Tommy was a papered Labrador retriever. Papered makes it sound like he peed on the floor. He did not. Let us say instead that he was documented from a very long line of American Labrador retrievers. The English labs are stockier with broad faces. Tommy was slender and athletic, beautiful boy. I remember the day he discovered his true nature. We were visiting Kaflu, who lived near a lake in southern New Hampshire. It was early April. The ice was just breaking up. We walked along the shore and suddenly Tommy, a young puppy at the time, jumped into the water, swam out, grabbed a small iceberg in his teeth, brought it back and presented it proudly at my feet. The day he discovered he was a retriever was also the day he discovered that he knew how to swim. You might say that this was the happiest day of his life, but you'd be wrong. Every day that included swimming or retrieving was the happiest day of his life. He always had a stick or frisbee at hand. He was always happy. Dewey is not so sure. He's a rescue dog, part lab and part pit bull. There are probably other parts too, but these have yet to present themselves. At one moment, he is lying on the couch with his feet up in the air, his head drooping upside down off the cushion, his floppy lips falling away from his teeth, succumbing to gravity. At the next moment, all his hair stands up and he barks ferociously at the guy wearing a hat as he checks the gas meter near the back porch. The nerve of that meter guy to wear a hat in the backyard is utterly indefensible. Dewey is afraid of the crumpled up piece of paper that flies over him and misses the waste papered basket in the corner of my office. He is eight years old and only now starting to understand that the frisbee thrown in his direction is not meant to harm him. I speak for him when he looks back at his frisbee tossing parent. Dad, why are you throwing that thing at me? I speak for him often in the high cartoonish voice of bewildered dogs everywhere. I speak for him especially when he finds no response to the requests he makes of John. Dad, I need a drink of water. And Dad, I need to go outside. He looks from his dad to me and asks, Mom, Will you ask dad to take me out? I am his protector. He wants to be adventurous like his dad. He wants to chase after the frisbee to roughhouse and play tug of war, but sometimes he's fragile. In his fragile moments, he leans hard against me, waiting for my pat of reassurance. Before the pandemic, Dewey was with me in my office every day. 
He'd sleep on the rug behind my desk as I wrote and nudge my hand away from the keyboard when it was time to go for a walk. But now John is here every day. Dewey lays on the floor in the hallway outside of his new office that used to be Emmett's bedroom. Dewey paces and waits and paces just outside the door. The jingling of the dog tags on his collar drives John nuts. He opens the door, takes the collar off, and closes the door again. Dewey lays down and waits. When it's time for him to teach from the living room, John asks me, exasperated, what does he want? He wants to go out, or he's hungry, I say. John doesn't speak dog. I have to translate. John usually obliges giving him a snack or playing with him. Dewey is loved and cared for, but my office is empty now. Though he and John are still here in the house, I spend most of my time alone. I wrap my arms around my shoulders and ask myself in that cartoonish voice, want to go to the country? <laughs>